Amen. Let's, let's go back to Luke chapter 11, and we're going to look once again at these four verses. You know, Luke is a, a somewhat of a, a shortened version of uh, what we see in the Gospels concerning uh, the Lord's Prayer. But the outline is there, and, and, I, and I love being a, a part of Luke 11. Luke 11 and Luke 18 both have some teachings on prayer. And I would just encourage you to look at those two chapters and, and see what the Lord has to, has to say to us. But once again, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Uh, my brother, I think I mentioned that uh, there's, there were five of us hall children. Three girls in the middle. I'm the oldest. My brother's the youngest. And... For a number of years now, that's about to change as of this week, but for a number of years, my brother and sister-in-law have lived on the north end of Manhattan Island. Well, they got rid of their vehicles uh, when they moved to New York City. There's just no use. There's no place to park. And so they used the subway. And I I've been on those subways just enough to know that there's a lot of interesting activity that you see on a New York City subway. Uh... As a matter of fact, I, I think I have a picture up here of, of the New York City subway. And if, if, if we can pull that up there, that, that'd be great. Any, anyway, uh, yes, there it is. It, it may be, a, be because of the way my... Oh, I, I'll tell you who took it. It's my brother who took this picture because my brother and sister-in-law were getting a real kick out of this. Uh, somehow when we got on the subway, you know, there's always this big crowd and... And so they got on one side, and I was squeezed on the other side. And on one of those stops, a group of young people, they're probably, you know, millennials, and they walk on the bus, and they're planning all kinds of stuff. They're, they're, they're talking about having a party and this and that and the other thing. And so my, my brother and sister-in-law, they got a real kick out of it because right in the middle, that's me in the red hat. You see what I'm doing? I'm acting like I'm busy on the phone. I don't know what else to do. I'm kind of halfway embarrassed. I'm just a, 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 by comparison, I'm a country boy compared to these people. And, and these people, man, they're talking. And you see that blonde sitting right to my right? That girl had an affectious laugh. I mean, she sat down looking at me, just a laughing and a carrying on. At first, I thought she was laughing at me, and that probably was true. She probably was. But there I am. I'm just kind of acting busy on my phone, and my brother and sister-in-law are laughing because these young people are just, all around me and then I start hearing all kinds of stories about what goes on on a New York City subway and most people don't even pay attention to what anybody else is doing uh, I wonder what would happen if right after that I would have stood up and I would have just just said in a very loud voice father you know I have a feeling that most of those people wouldn't have even noticed that I did it but there's one who would have if I wasn't doing it for show and I was sincerely wanting to communicate with my Father in Heaven, 
Remember what I said last week? As soon as we say Father, I can just imagine it in some kind of sanctified way that I can see my Father in heaven coming to my side, ready to converse with me. Father, Father, hallowed be your name. Think about it. That, I, th- I think what we have here in, in this passage of Scripture is it, it's, it's really the Lord's prayer, but, but also he's handing it over as a gift to the church. He's saying, I want this to be your prayer. This was Jesus. Here's his habit. Luke 5, 16. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, 12. One of those days, Jesus went out on a mountainside to pray and spend the night praying to God. It was only a matter of time before they were going to ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. And here he is. He's saying, hey, I want to give my prayer to you. Father, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed, it's a, it's a worship word. It's saying to our Father in heaven, hey, you're lifted up, revered, feared, and glorified be your name. I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you, like the beautiful chorus that we sing in the church. Basically, hallowed means holy. He's utterly separated from us. He, he's so far beyond anything that we could ever ask or imagine. Prayer is, first of all, adoration of the one who is high and lifted up. It's Isaiah's vision in the temple. Remember there in Isaiah chapter 6, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I, I, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. You see, before the request, this is what it says to me. Before the request, we revel in who he is. We see him in sinless perfection, immeasurably superior to us. I I love this story. Obviously, this is apocryphal, if you will. But I love this story. One day, a group of scientists got together and decided that man had come a long way and no longer needed God. Mm. So they picked one scientist. Uh, This is a really, uh, can you imagine this? They picked one scientist to go and tell him that they were done with him. Mm. The scientist walked up to God and said, God, we've decided we no longer need you. We're to the point that we can clone people and do many miraculous things, so... Why don't you just go on and get lost? Now, you can tell this is a make-believe story. God listened very patiently and kindly to the man. After the scientist was done talking, God said, Very well, how about this? Let's say we have a man-making contest. To which the scientist replied, Okay, great. But God added, Now, we're going to do this just like I did back in the old days with Adam. The scientist said, sure, no problem, and bent down and grabbed himself a handful of dirt. God looked at him and said, no, 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 you you go get your own dirt. (laughs) Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Here's the logic. Here's the logic that drives us to our knees. You know, he's beyond anything that we can imagine. Everything we do is already with the raw material that he's already given us. 
I, I used to think that praying was just something I had to do, you see. I remember my dad when I was raised, and I'm glad he did. He said, Larry, you need to develop a prayer life. And, and that's probably how it started. Well, dad says I should do it, so here you go. But now I realize that prayer is my privilege. Listen to this. It's my privilege to connect to the one who has created all things out of nothing. Man, I, 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 get to, I get to grasp a hold of the one that's got wisdom beyond anything I could ever imagine. It's my way of, and you realize this, it's also our way of obeying the first commandment. When we say, hallowed be your name, we're declaring we will have no other gods before him. See, that's it. Before I petition, before I start asking him for this and that, I pause in wonder and I say, Glory be to God. It's all His. I'm all His. Before I petition, I, I, I like this. E. Stanley Jones, I think this quote is in your notes. Don't you love this? I looked into His face and was forever spoiled for anything that was unlike Him. E. Stanley Jones. You see, in prayer, we sh yes, it, it's true. In prayer, we share our wants and our desires and we're really invited to do so. But first, I want Him. I, I, I want Him. I, I like the way that Brennan Manning puts it. Lord, I'm not free, but who wants to be? <laughs> I like that. Who, who wants to be free? You are all that matters in my life. I, I don't want to be free of my hunger for your bread. I don't want to be free of my thirst for your word. I don't want to be free of my desire for your will. I don't want to be free of my longing for your presence. I, I don't want to be free of my need to be taken up, taken over, joined to you. Lord, may I never be free from wanting you. Hallowed be your name your kingdom come uh, the kingdom really another word for the kingdom is his influence his his reign he's the boss wherever we are father reign may your influence be all over my life my home my church now, i hear many of you talking to me the last couple of weeks Oh, you know what? We're just really praying for our church. Here it is. Lord, your, influ your influence, not mine, but your influence be all over your church. This town, uh, you know, I, uh, being the real expert in Parkersburg that I am now, this afternoon I took Carol around Parkersburg. Made a few wrong turns. Fortunately, I don't think I went the wrong way on some one-way streets, but we went up toward Vienna, and then we came back down, and we went to, uh, yeah, wherever that road is, but we went up by the park and went around the park and kind of went a little bit around the neighborhood, around the church here, and uh, that's pretty much the extent of my expertise on Parkersburg. But anyway, uh, beautiful afternoon. Anyway, I digress. What am I talking about here? Your kingdom come. Be all over this town. And I hear you. I know you want to influence this town for the Lord. And, you know, I find myself saying this often. Lord, here it is. I pray this often. Lord, 
Lord, I, I just pray that your will will be done in my life just as literally as, be, as it's being done in the throne room of heaven. That's a pretty tall order, isn't it? As literally as it's being done in the throne room of heaven. I want you to reign right here. I want you to be the boss of all of my attitudes, everything that I do. Lord, your influence come into my life. I, uh, uh, a few years ago in my last church, we, we did something really neat. We had a booth out at the county fair, the Champaign County Fair. And I, and I remember the Sunday school superintendent and I going out to the county fair and we had all kinds of church literature and he was out there before I was and he was putting all kinds of things on the table and he wasn't quite sure where to arrange everything and he said pastor what do you think and I stood there and I looked at it and I said I said Vern that's his name and I said Vern you arrange it on that table any way you want now that that's kind of a plain little memory but I keep thinking about that and I think is, shouldn't that be our attitude before the Lord? My life, the arrangement of my life is kind of like this table up here. And it's my way of saying, Lord, you just, you just arrange this table any way you want. You, you just rearrange, you do whatever you got to do to be the boss of my life. I want your spirit. I want you to be number one in my life. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. This is our way of just saying it. This is a great preventive. Listen to this. This is a great preventive from asking with selfish motives. Does that sound familiar? It, it, it's biblical. I, I like, uh, well, uh, I should say I'm challenged by what James does. James chapter 4, verse 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Tell you, that hits me quite often. You see, prayer at its core is not about getting what I want. It's all about getting in line with what our Father wills. I, I, I'm getting in line with... His influence in my life. It's not about what I expect. It's about what He desires. And see right up front what I'm doing here is I'm surrendering my expectations to Him. We've got all kinds of opinions, don't we? About this and that and the other thing. But what prayer does is we set that all aside and we say, Lord, Your influence is what I'm looking for these days. You know, Jesus is the best example, isn't he? You remember these words? Father, may this cup be taken from me. Lord, if there's some way that, if there's some other way I could do this besides going to the cross. But then he said, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. I think he prayed that three times. I think he was pretty serious about that, wasn't he? Even in the fear of the cross. And aren't you thankful? That Jesus didn't receive everything he prayed for there. But you know what he got? He got what he needed. He got what he needed. Remember the angels that came and attended him? And he received the strength from his Father in heaven to go out and do the greatest thing that's ever been done for us all down human history. Strengthened to do God's will. And I find myself 
finding strength in the place of prayer. I'll tell you, my life is a story of that hymn that says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I think the hymn writer had it right. That hymn writer said, everything. If I could, if I could just perfect that. And you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Everything to God in prayer. One of my churches had a, just a, a sidewalk almost all the way around it. And even around the back, it was parking lot. Had a sidewalk all the way around that facility. And I can remember one particular Sunday night, I was carrying such a great burden coming out of that evening programming, whatever it was that we were doing. And I remember getting up out of bed and leaving the house and going across the parking lot and just starting to go across around that building over and over again and on into the wee hours of Monday morning. Just walk. If somebody would have heard me, they thought I was insane. I was just pouring out my heart to the Lord. And you know what I was really doing there? It started out with, this is what I want. Oh, Lord, you got to do this for me. But you know what I found with the help of the Holy Spirit? What happened before that evening was over? You know what was happening? It was so many times going around that building and so many occasions before it was all over. Lord, your will be done. Lord, I trust you because you, you know how you're going to work out this situation. I, I certainly don't know, Lord. Maybe you find yourself on that circle. And I want you to know that's never a vicious cycle. It can be a wonderful prayer circle, wherever that may be. <laughs> you know, you can come out here later tonight and you can walk around this property too can't you just ask Jesus have your way in our lives in our church at my work wherever it may be prayer walks I guess that's me I'm a runner I'm a walker some of you have that little room that you go into and that's the place where you pray uh, the Lord has wired us to, uh, differently than each other Aren't you glad we're all different? We're all different people, aren't we? Thank the Lord. It'd be boring if we were all the same. But I can tell you, God can speak to us in every place and in every fashion. Prayer walks. I, I, I agree with Pastor Greg Groeschel. Listen to this. I've learned that any genuine communication to God may or may not change what God does, but your prayer will often change your heart or perspective Prayer reminds you that you're not in control and keeps you close to the one who is. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. You see, the Lord's Prayer is also our prayer. I, I've been really struck by that thought. We call it the Lord's Prayer, and rightfully so because it came from Him. But it's a gift. It's a, it's a gift that He gives his people, his disciples. And he says, pray after me. Pray, pray in this order. Yeah, go ahead and memorize it and say it as a crowd. Nothing wrong with that. But here's the pattern for prayer. So helpful. It belongs to the church. We, we, uh, we just can't do it enough. 
it's never too much. You, know, you can never say to the point, well, you know, the church, we just pray too much together. No. It's never enough. But I just wonder this evening. I, I, I ended last Sunday's service with, with a, a kind of a petition. Lord, I, I commit to learn to pray. And maybe you're brand new to the church or maybe you've been around the church for years. And maybe you just need to make that commitment again. Lord, I, I, I want to be a person of prayer. I, I commit. I thank you for the gift that you've given me. And Lord, I'd just like to come and say, Lord, I commit to learning. Because I'll tell you, you'll, you'll never learn too much. There's always something else out there. And that's because his Holy Spirit wants to teach us. The Lord's Prayer becomes our prayer. Wouldn't that be great in these days? As we, as, as, as we wait upon the Lord for His will for this ministry here, that we could just say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray through this thing. We're going to pray through this thing. And God's going to help you. God's going to help you as we surrender it all to Him and just say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Shall we stand, please? I just wonder. Maybe you'd just like to join me down here. Remember this? We just give it all up, don't we? I, I still got some cleaning up to do. I just realized that. And, but, you know, that's what we do. We, we give it all up. We drop our desires and we just say, Lord, have your way. Have your way. I got a lot of things I'm praying about. I know you probably are too. But boy, the best thing we can do is get in line with what he already has planned. And it'll help the church corporately. And it'll help you individually as well. Maybe you'd just like to approach the front here. And maybe, maybe you'd like to kneel here. But I'd just like to call the congregation forward this evening. Maybe as a great testimony before the Lord and we just say we're committed to being a praying church in these days would you like to come so you know usually if somebody starts that just gets everybody going thank you so much but maybe we could just if you want to kneel or you just want to stand around the front here I mean this is this is the core of the church this is the core of the church right here and if the core of the church is committed to prayer guess what it's going to bring the rest of the ministry right along with it. Praise the Lord. Look, look at this. <laughs> 120 people in the upper room turned, turned the world upside down. We're, we're saved because 100, 120 people said, hey, we're going to hang around and we're going to pray through on this thing. And you know what happened? God answered. He said, I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit. Man, he swept down upon those people. What a special time that was. And we're still living in the afterglow of that. But it doesn't just have to be an afterglow. It can, it can just flame up even now. And uh, Lord Jesus, here we are. Here we are. Just... Humbly bowing before you. And Lord, we're asking that you would touch our hearts.
Thank you, Lord, for teaching us that we can, we, can, we can have a family conversation with you. We can just simply say, Father, here I am. I want to talk to you. Oh, Father, speak to me. Hallowed be your name. Thank you for your holiness. Thank you for sharing your holiness, for filling me with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the way you guide your church through your spirit. And then your will be done. Right here where we are. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In my life, just as literally as it's being done in the throne room of heaven right now. Jesus, we bow before you. We thank you. Thank you for your church. Lord, you've been so good. You, uh, when I think of my own life and how the church has, has raised me and uh, educated me and provided a place at the table opportunities to learn and then wonderful opportunities to serve you in so many different settings Lord how could we do anything less but say hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done Lord there are good people that are kneeling at these altars and standing in these aisles and sitting in these front pews Lord, I just pray that whatever the need may be tonight, may we just surrender up to you. Surrender up to you. Whatever the need may be. And say, Lord, I don't want to have my way. I just want you to have your way. Lord, I thank you so much for your word that it's true and it works in our lives. We're thankful for each person here and we're most of all thankful for your presence and so Lord we just wait for a few moments here in the silence of these moments and ask that you would speak to our hearts as only you can Perhaps there's some here that know this one. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still.
you for what you're doing. I think oftentimes there's, there's power in the quietness of moments like this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you are welcome to stay and pray as long as you would like. And let me just leave you with this benediction. This is actually from World Mission Broadcast. I saw this some time back. Looking back makes you smart. Looking forward makes you mature. Looking down makes you wise. Looking up makes you strong. Looking up makes you strong. May it be so. God bless you. Good to be with you this evening.